Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, what's up? My name is Nick Russo. Hey, I'm Aaron Austin. And on this episode of Country Not Country, we talk about Aaron's trip to... Poland, Germany, and the Ukraine. And she saw some awesome places like... Oh, Chernobyl. And then a sad place... Uh, Auschwitz. That's right. We'll find out why she went across the sea for these trips. We're going to talk about the passing of Kobe Bryant, a legend. And we'll also talk about Chase Rice, why he's mad about what happened on The Bachelor on Monday. Dun, dun, dun. It's been a while, Aaron, since we did a podcast. It has. It's been, well, a couple of weeks because I was on vacation. And I feel like there were other things that were in the, that kind of got in the way, too, but I could be wrong. Yeah, maybe it's there was something else that prevented us. I feel like one week, but because we did it after the rodeo announcement where we talked about mm-hmm. it, and then so, that was like about a, a few days later, and I think that was on January 9th. So, I mean, it's been about twenty days, but there's been a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. Because you no, know, there was another one where we speculated about who was coming February fourth. Yeah, but that was in the after the rodeo announcement. Okay, so maybe it has been twenty <laughs> days. So if you've been waiting for a, a another podcast, we're sorry we kept you waiting, but yeah. here we are. So, Aaron, you went to Germany, Poland. Someone asked me if I, and I was trying to get it right. Let me see if I get it right. Germany, Poland, Ukraine. Yes. And that was it. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So I, but it was four different stops. So first stop was Munich, and I went. Um, I went to like go see the castles. They have like in Bavaria, they have these castles from the kings that were there in Germany. And did you eat Bavarian cream? You know what? I did not eat Bavarian cream, but I had I had a German dinner, uh, an authentic German dinner. Uh, which was like some weird pork thing, and then um, isn't aren't like sausage and Polish sausages like, and that's all German worst fest I mean, type like, stuff, right? Yeah, they do the sausages in Poland. It's the kielbasa's, and um, but there's it, the German is like worst fest, so there's a little different. Like that's what I think, but I could be wrong. I could they be have Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest with the yeah. I think of like the giant steins. Yep, that's yeah, that's and Munich is the place that they do it. So, um, so yeah. Uh, I did not have any beer, though, while I was there. I did partake in the wine, and I always tried German wine or whatever country I was in. I tried to try the local region's wine. How long um, is the flight to Germany? Like how? So you flew out of Houston direct? Yeah, so, and that's the really the only reason why I picked Munich was because it was a nonstop to Munich, and otherwise I would have to, like, stop other places. So I just figured, well, I'll stop there, and then I'll see what's around and, you know, see the history. So were there, like, obvious German people on your airplane? Like, oh, oh yeah, this guy's from attendant. Germany. Yeah, well, the flight attendant. So it's about a nine, nine-and-a-half-hour flight. Air Germany? Uh, no, it was United. <laughs> but the the uh, the flight attendant, there was one that spoke German, and so they would do the English, and then they would do German, uh, you know, instructions for everything. So no stopping, nine hours straight. You sleep? Uh, I did sleep a little bit um, after having a couple glasses of wine. Yep. So they put a little. Do you have the TV in front of you? The seat I have a TV, you? but I'm in like I'm in economy. So I there was just two of us in our. Uh, actually, yeah, I there was only two of us, and so I just you know cuddled up and next to the wall, and then you know fell asleep. Use the window as your pillow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I do. So you get to Germany. What'd you get off the plane? And you immediately start speaking German to your Uber driver? <laughs> no. Um, actually, I took the train into into town for that one. Um, and I rode the train and I figured it out and um, got into got into my hotel. Uh, it, my hotel was across the street from a nudie bar in uh, Munich. So that you didn't was, go in? No. I, I don't think they... I would have had a couple scotch on the rocks oh, and been like... you would. But let's I'm go girl, see what they're working with over but here. But I will say this. At night, uh, a couple times I walked back to my hotel and I saw the ladies sitting there at the, like this little table you know, trying to coax people to come in. I was like, oh, man. Business must be hurting. Mm. So when I went to Italy when I was 17, I may have, it was right before I turned 18, 
we stayed in Rome. Like that was our first our first yeah. hotel was like downtown Rome. It may not have been downtown. Felt like it was. And there was an adult shop, right? And so there wasn't anybody really my age or my level of experimental desire so oh, I, so i made friends with some like random kids right that were like walking the street while i was drinking my bacardi limon bottle and like we we straight try, up the bottle straight okay. out of the bottle yeah there's a, that's a story for another time so i so i try we try to walk into like the adult theater right and i i'm pretty sure we probably looked like kids and the lady at the, the front register is like no 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 she made us leave she wouldn't let us in really yeah that was my only experience with anything like that yeah was, you know, well that was um yeah, that was right across from my hotel. But what's the time difference like? Because there were times it's, when like you would kind of message me on Instagram, and I wouldn't know what time it was over there. Actually, a couple times when I was going to message you back, I was like, "Let me check what time is it in Poland." Mm, yeah, it's uh, it's like eight eight nine hours. So I think Germany was in one time zone. Then I went to Poland. That was another time zone. And then I went to Ukraine, and that was another time zone. Do you keep a set like a set time? That's your time. Like when you go on a cruise, they tell you cruise ship time. Uh, so on my Apple Watch, I have it's, you know, it'll have the regular time, but then I also have Houston at the bottom, too, so I could, you know, no matter where I am, I can see what time it is in Houston. Kind of keeps you your center a little bit. Your days yeah. and nights get mixed up, at least you know. Yeah. So so, so was there a sightseeing in Germany and Munich besides uh, the sausage or uh, the pork? <laughs> I, well, I didn't do that. So I went to the castles. That's oh, the, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The, I did the castle thing, and there was other tours I could have done, like, you know, because a lot of, a lot of, the Nazi World War II stuff is, you know, there. So you could have done, like, a Third Reich tour and seen, like, hor- uh, historical stuff. Uh, like battleground-type stuff, like you did on the Texas History Battles Yeah, there thing. and, you know, buildings that they were in and whatever. And then there was also, not too far out of town, there's also another one of the concentration camps. I didn't do that tour, but when I went to Poland, uh, I went to Krakow, and that's when I did the tour of Auschwitz. Which was so Krakow is in Krakow's in Poland. So in Ger- in Germany, you basically just stayed and did some sightseeing. Yeah, just I it did was just, it was two kind days of a, in Munich and then flew to Krakow. That was your segue to Poland. Yeah, and so Poland's where Auschwitz was, which yeah. I was following along, you know, on the edge of my seat on your Instagram story. Yeah, it. I want to say it. It seemed small in in size because your pictures seemed really similar to pictures I've seen in the past or right. documentaries I've watched. So I think a lot of people don't realize when they think of Auschwitz they you know it it's actually two. So Auschwitz is one side and then right you know a half a block down the road is Birkenau and it's really Auschwitz Birkenau and Birkenau is the one that is massive. It was I mean football fields and football fields. And so that's um, that's the one where you see the main train station. Um, that's there where Auschwitz doesn't, you know, doesn't really have. They had the, you know, they still had the crematory, you know, on the Birkenau side, but Auschwitz had different stuff. They didn't have the train station there. And it so. was, I mean, women, children, kids. I mean, or women, yeah. children, men. It was there. There was they didn't discriminate on gender or sex it was like they separated them though they right sep- so the women went one way them and um they separated them well they the I, this is one thing our tour guide was this amazing little woman she was a little older woman and she was just you know so knowledgeable she would say you know, how old was the, she uh i would say you know 60s 70s mm-hmm. you know she's probably been doing this tour the past 30 yeah. years who or knows life. maybe some of her family yeah, I, yeah. we didn't get into it um but one thing she said was like there was this picture and it showed a you know a Nazi soldier and he had his hand out you know with a thumb and it was like he would just do the flick of the wrist like you're going this way or that way and so it was either you would go over and if they thought you were worthy of working like if you were old um, sickly you automatically Weak. went to the gas yeah you went to the gas chamber wow so sometimes they would just. Get off the train, do the flick of the wrist. You would go this way or that way, and if you were seen as weak, you might actually. And, and, and just it was go to literally the-, the Nazis' judgment on the guy standing there was the one who decides. Yeah, golly, you know, there's there's nothing good. Like, not, I I think that was one of the things that some probably some people don't want to visit there because it's a dark place, mm-hmm. right? But then there is a historic value yeah. that you almost you probably gained a lot of appreciation for Yeah, my life. dad was really into World War II stuff and, you know, in history. So, and I'd 
you know, it had definitely piqued my interest over the years, so that's why I wanted to go there. Well, and, and, the, and the greater reason for the trip, in case anyone doesn't know and is wondering why you decided to take it, was for your dad. Yeah, it was for my dad. So my dad passed away a couple of years ago, and uh, my goal for, I guess you could say for him, is I take his ashes to places that I know he would like to go or had gone. So I took him to, you know, to Greece because I know he had went there when he was in the Navy. And I took his ashes when I went to Egypt because my fascination with Egypt and pyramids and all of that came from my dad. So, um, so that's, you know, kind of why I did it. And then uh, I, I didn't sprinkle his ashes at Auschwitz, <laughs> if you're wondering. I didn't do that um, because, you know, I and I didn't do it at my next stop either because I just thought that would be weird because I went to Chernobyl. And I just thought, I can't bring my dad's ashes to Chernobyl. You'd like, be like, what just, are you doing? Yeah. Don't leave me here. <laughs> so I'm going there for you, but I'm not going to leave you here. Um, so the last stop, which was really the main reason and I went, was uh, my I, I stopped in Warsaw. My dad's family is from Poland, so I did some, like, genealogy. And, by the way, if you get into that, it's like a – it's a wormhole. So like, Chris Huff is our boss, our program director, and he kind of led you – he led you down this path and then kind of gave you some, like, breadcrumbs, if you will, and then you figured out the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I'd already signed up for the Ancestry DNA. Like, I did the swab, and they told me – and I and I knew where, but I asked my mom a couple of questions, and then – Chris did some digging and found a couple things about my great-grandparents. And I was like, you know what? Let me see what else I can find out. And I ended up finding... Because wasn't there a bakery or something like that you said your family owned or worked at? Yeah, so my my great-grandfather, when he came over from Poland, he they settled in Michigan. And he became a baker. And there's a bakery with my maiden name still on the building. Did you see it? Um, well, no, not in Poland, but it's in Michigan. Oh, it's in Michigan. Oh. That's the one. So, um, but I did find some of my, so how do I explain this? I found this website that's like Polish ancestry and it shows birth and death records and all this stuff and did some digging and I wrote down some stuff. And so I figured out this town that I think the family was from. So I rented a car when I got to Warsaw, drove there and then I went and I saw the cemetery and I was like, hmm, I don't know. Let me, I don't see anybody's names that look familiar. So I looked back on the little piece of paper and, and I realized, oh, it's actually this town. So I look up on the map and it's right down the road. So I go down this little road to this next Are these the village. videos that you had posted, right? Yeah, the videos. And so that was the village that my dad's family is from. And that uh, looked like a little small country town, like as if you're driving to Orchard, Texas on the way to Austin. Yeah, or I mean, it is literally two streets and that's it. And uh, they have a school, they have a Catholic church and they have a cemetery. And so I did walk through that cemetery and I found a couple of names that looked like my name, but weren't my name. And I took a picture of them. I looked back and I realized one of them is like my great, great uncle i guess because it would be my great great grandfather's brother but we spell our name differently than he did was it per hill like yeah but he spelled it differently yeah they spelled it so i think a lot of uh immigrants when they came from europe to the u.s they changed the way they spelled their names well and you know what's so crazy is looking through this uh that polish site that has all the birth and death records apparently my great 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 grandmother had like 10 kids some of them died, I believe, at probably childbirth. Which in that day and age, I've heard, was a common thing. You kind of expected to lose a child at some point. Yeah, and I think she lost about four, I, it seems like. But um, in each one of, it's the same mother, same father. So I know that's correct, but for some reason, they spell our last name even in these records differently. So our last name is spelled three or four different ra- ways in those Polish records. It's almost like they, uh, it was an identity of uniqueness, or so, uh, maybe there was some si- sort of falling out where they wanted to maintain the sound, but they wanted to change the name. Yeah. Well, and also, and Chris, our boss, said this to me earlier, and I was like, oh, that makes sense because part of Poland used to be Prussia and part of it was Germany. So maybe some of it 
got translated into German. And so, you know, certain letters, when you say it. Didn't translate, yeah. Yeah. So when you say it, it, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. So when my parents did the... ancestry dna deal they came back and we were 60 percent jewish versus 100 percent italian oh interesting. like I, my grandma and grandpa would tell you we are 100 percent italian like we are italian yeah well the records would argue differently so there's the russo side and the spinelli side so they went to the russo family like my grandpa's sisters are still alive yeah. and they said hey we did a dna test will y'all take one because it showed that we were 60 percent jewish well my grandma's side was 80% Italian and then had some breakdowns. Uh-huh. So, but remember it was the Russo name who was touting the Italian so strong right. and they were 70% Jewish. Mm-hmm. They would not have it. This my great aunts will not take the test. They refuse. What? Yeah, they refuse to take it because they said we don't need no test. We're 100% Italian. So, my thought was because I kind of grow a Jewish he- head of hair, <laughs> a Jewfro, Jew that's yeah. what they call it, right? right. So, and my mom, late in her life, became Jewish and started practicing Judaism. I yeah. think that's mm-hmm. the term for the religion. And we started really believing, like, man, maybe we do have these Jewish roots, you know. Mm-hmm. And Well, you know that, I mean, like, I don't know what, t- you know, the your family history, but one thing when I learned about uh, Auschwitz is they got Jews to come in from Greece, from Italy. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they were trains and trains of people coming in from these other countries and taking them to Auschwitz. It's mind-boggling. So, I mean... Yeah, and I'm just going to keep on rolling with this conversation. If you're just joining us, we record the podcast while we're in the studio and on the air. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> so I'm going to have to do a quick break here. And I, I wanted to be honest about the podcast so we didn't have to go and delete it. We can just keep it rolling. So everything that's happening right now is actually happening live in the studio. And right now i got to talk. And that's why we did the podcast because we do this every day. <laughs> You're on an extra long commercial-free bull ride on 100.3 The Bull. My name is Nick Russo. Hopefully you are ready for the weekend, something to get you really ready for the weekend. $1,000 in rodeo cash, your chance to win three twenty dollars today on The Bull. And then we just pop right back into conversation. Mm-hmm. And we do this all the time. So, so my- who knows, maybe you're, I'm saying your family, I don't know when they came over. So the they've deals- looked into that. Mm-hmm. And my our, my belief is that they were escaping persecution of some kind. And when they came to the U.S., maybe Russo wasn't quite the last name. And well, that's they, what I'm th- and saying. They, what, and do you they, know what year they came over? I want to say it was the like 1890s. I can look into it. My mom and my family have looked into it. And I, like my great grandpa, yeah, great great grandpa, he um, he came over fleeing the Red Army in 1912, I believe. So that's so, that's really close in the ballpark, and yeah. and from what I could understand, it was my great grandmother who was was born in Italy and came over, like it was her family, and so that but that was on my grandma's side. So we don't. I, I've still been trying to figure out my grandpa's side, mm-hmm. the Russo side, but I think that they may have come over and wanted a change. Like, hey, we're Italian. Don't tell people we're Jewish. We're Italian. Mm-hmm. We're going to be Italian because it was so, so, so implemented. Like my, when I think of my earliest memories of my grandpa, Italians are the greatest. That's what they were hammering into my head about being Italian. Being yeah. Italian was a thing. And yeah. I know that's how it is in Italian homes. You can ask any Italian. They're very proud of being Italian. Yeah. But when I think about how hard it was hit, it tells me that maybe there was a – and then they come back like 70%. They, just, they were like, we're just going to say that we're Italian. And then and marry come, into an Italian family and have Italian kids and really press the Italian or, narrative. Or, or when they came over, who knows if they came through Ellis Island. If they came through Ellis Island, maybe they were just like, what's your last name? You know, And they are just like – We're Russo. Mm. Yeah, just made it up. You, mm-hmm. don't, you never and, and, know. And because Russo is the, is the Jones and Smith of Italy. Mm-hmm. Most common last name. Yeah, so – you never know. Yeah, and maybe it is. Maybe I got to look into it. So now, so t- now we're gonna go to Chernobyl. So we yeah. got the t- we we bookended your trip because I think Chernobyl was kind of the pinnacle. You would say, well, not maybe not emotionally or spiritually or connectively, but definitely the hallmark of what everyone yeah. seemed to react to the most. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was that's something I've always wanted to do again. Since I was like a little kid, I remember hearing about it and learning about it in high school and um, seeing pictures over the last couple of years, people going into 
that area. You and didn't watch the HBO special? I only watched a couple of the episodes, so I didn't watch it all the way through. It wasn't a special. It was a docudrama. It wasn't even a docudrama. It was a drama based on real events. Like, yeah. So I know there was some embellishment that happened, but that was the... It was super, super slow. Like, yeah. I fell asleep a lot of times trying to watch on Hulu, mm-hmm. but... Um, and I think that's maybe why I only got a couple in, because I was like, all right, I'm ready for some more stuff to happen. But I... I think the acting part, I don't appreciate. I appreciate, give me real footage, real facts. Like, I would almost like it PBS style. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, I don't don't need to see your emotional drama to follow the facts. Like, tell me what happened. Yeah. Don't infer the facts to me. Right. And the city, there's two cities. There's Pripyat, which is the one that was the, it was basically a manufactured city. Uh, and the whole reason why it was built was because they were building this nuclear power plant, and this was back in the days of the Soviet Union, and they were trying to take over, and, oh, we need a big, a big Soviet family. And so we're so people that lived in that city were chosen to live there. You would get the letter of hope, and it was like the best doctors and the best nurses, and you're the best engineer, so you're going to work at this nuclear plant. Did they nuclear- give them like a move-in date? Like, hey, this is what day you're supposed to uh, move in? I, I don't know about that. I just know that they would give them this apartment for free. You're going to live here, and you're going to make this amount of money, and this was like- And they would offer it to people with jobs. With jobs and some others, but if you got it, it was called the letter of hope. So it's straight-up propaganda, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think. What year was that? 19. Well, I think they built the town and I mean, it was 1986 when it happened. And I think the town was like finished in maybe 1985 because that amusement park that is so famous, it didn't even get to be used. They were opening it up the following weekend after the uh, after the disaster. So so they never opened it at all. Never. opened. And, you know, that was the thing about the about the disaster was they tried to play it off for a while like it wasn't as bad as it was mm-hmm. they tried really hard to, to shield that and pretend like and oh it was so just a small problem on our way there we were watching a movie and it was a documentary and they had gorbachev who was the leader of the soviet union at the time um and he's acting like oh they didn't tell me anything i had no idea but if you were to watch the hbo thing oh he knew all about it yeah yeah, so. and, and and there was and one of the things that I took from the show was there was no way to stop it. They they had inexperienced people running a very serious thing. It it was like a test dump. They were all test dummies. They didn't really know what they were doing. They and it was an emergency practice. So what happened? Like a fire drill gone bad. They had the daytime shift and the nighttime shift. Daytime shift people apparently smarter than the nighttime people and they didn't communicate well so daytime uh they had these instructions from somebody say it's like the head guy the whatever and the daytime shift would be like "Mm, i don't think this looks right you know so they would fix it cross out instructions to different ones night shift would come on and they were like well now we see two sets of instructions which one are we supposed to do guy in charge was like just go with the original ones and that's how it all kind of really and what happened. I, and what I what I had gathered was they had to drop the they had to simulate loss of power and then reboot it. And there was this series of events that had to take place. And ultimately, there was an aluminum tip in the mm-hmm. in one of the devices that caused the actual re- it caused it to explode. Mm-hmm. It was going to fail either way, but this aluminum tip was the reason. And they that became like a a benchmark for how to create or what not to do when making a nuclear reactor. Right. I got to run this. Oh, my God. So what was your actual first day and last day? Uh, you, you mean, like, where did I go first day? Yeah, yeah. So first day was Munich. Last day was Warsaw. And so you flew home. Flew home. On what day? Uh, On Sunday. Got Ooh. back. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I was at the horse track on Sunday. It was the biggest day of horse racing uh, in Houston. Like, it was like there it was a, I believe it was Sam Houston Race Park Horse Racing Festival. So it was okay. super packed. And we know what happened on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, uh, first thing when I land, you know, obviously your phone starts going off, like, all the text messages and news alerts and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I'm sitting there and we're, like, taxiing and all of a sudden my phone goes off. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I look to the girl next to me and I'm like, Kobe Bryant died. And she's like, what? And, like, I mean, floored. I mean, I was not, I don't know. what. And quite frankly, did it say helicopter crash at the beginning Uh, when you got the alert? 
Because that would have freaked me out if I was on an airplane. That would add to the freakiness. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. Somebody texts me. I get the, um, uh, glad you made it um, and you didn't die like Kobe Bryant oh did. Gosh. I was like, oh, my God. What the heck? But How cold. But seriously, like there was a, like you instantly start thinking about your own mortality in that moment. Well, and, you know, I, I mean, I honestly sat there thinking like, uh, well, and keep in mind, you had the Ukrainian plane that went down, you know, mm. the week before I left. That's right, and which I was, was I, apparently shot down. Yeah, and I went to the Ukraine, and I almost booked a flight on Ukrainian air, and I was like, so I'm not going to lie. There was a couple times, because I went on a plane three or four times on that trip, and I was thinking, okay. And then and, when you're on a foreign airline or two, it's just a little less comfortable. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't know I, what she's saying. Yeah. What is it written on this snack? Well, can I tell you, um, on one of my planes, I sat next to this older gentleman. And, you know, you hear about people on planes and you see pictures up on social media where, like, somebody's foot's coming through the seat or whatever. And this guy next to me takes, older man, takes off his shoes and then decides to sit uh, crisscross applesauce style. So half of his legs are in my in my in my area. Yeah, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, I was that's like, a, is this what happens when I, you fly from Ukraine? Okay, hard pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was at the horse track when I found out about Kobe. I had four text messages that came through first. It was like some of my my best friend. So. You know, fun fact about me, I, I was a Lakers fan for a really long time when I lived in Corpus Christi and in, in, in high school. When I lived in San Antonio, I couldn't really tout that as strongly because the Spurs and Lakers are huge rivals. I moved to Houston, instantly become a Houston Rockets fan. I was a Rockets fan when they were winning back in the 90s, but I became a fan because I lived here. So I've my Laker fandom has diminished. I'm still a big LeBron James fan, but all that mm-hmm. to say, I spent a lot of my life rooting for Kobe. And mm-hmm. so my best friend reached out immediately. He's like, dude, Kobe. You know? And I was like, what? And then I looked at the next message. Kobe Bryant died. Then I looked at the next message. Nude, Kobe's gone. And then next message. Did you hear about Kobe Bryant? And I'm, and then then that was before the alerts came through the phone. So then ESPN sends their alert. Yeah. And it was almost like you could hear the deafening roar across the, the – cause, so there's three parts of the Sam Houston Race Park. There's the top floor where the exclusive suites and then the middle class area. Then the, the first class is on the – or whatever you want to call it, like the paddock levels where you can walk, you know, you're on the ground level. Mm-hmm. And so I was on the second level on the internal air conditioned side and you could hear it go down. Everyone, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. And it's like you could feel the energy change in the room. Like people were. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Scared to be excited. No one was smiling. There was a there was a sense of, like, despair in the room. Hmm. Everyone got the – and I think we all thought it was a hoax. Oh, I, when I first yeah. heard it, I thought it was a hoax. I was like, no way, no way. Who says it? Mm-hmm. Who says it? Like, it's one I think th- if I would have seen it on social media, I would have thought that totally – um, but since it came on TMZ, oh, man. I was like, well. And you I... heard that they announced it before the police identified the body. Before they could notify Vanessa's fam- and the family, TMZ reported it. Wow. Yeah, the, the the police officer in Calabasas slammed TMZ for it, was trying to get their credentials removed from, like, they, they're trying to really have some backlash on them for doing that. Hmm. Wow. And, and so Shaq, I, like Shaq. I, I held back tears the entire time. I never cried until I saw Shaq's video, mm-hmm. um, and he brought me to tears. You see, time you see a seven foot man, seven foot, three hundred forty pounds, you know, you realize that everyone feels emotion regardless how large or small they are of human. Yeah. Um, and he was saying how he would, uh, 
his kids brought in the phone and showed it to him. He was in the game room, I guess, and, and he's like, he smacked the phone, get that away from me, and got mad at his son, snapped at his son, and then he got flooded with calls and texts and realized that his son, he had apologized to his son, you know, because he thought, man, this is a hoax world. People are always oh, saying yeah. stuff that ain't true, and, you know, and there, maybe there's maybe there's no way this is true and and he went on to talk about how he hadn't seen if i if i understood it right i only watched it one time but he said he hadn't seen kobe in a long time like physically seen him or spent time with him it was him. like 5 years or something, something? like it had, yeah. like maybe maybe his last game at, at in la when he scored 60 that mm-hmm. may have been i feel like that's what he said but what what i know he said is he all the guys on the tnt said he was he said hey i don't come to talk to you guys enough um, I, I need to spend, stop worrying about work so much and really stop taking for granted the time I have on earth with people I care about and love and people have shaped my life. And it was super intense. Like just, yeah, I just think, you know, when I, I mean, I, I, I definitely thought of what, like you said, your own mortality and just, man, what, what would happen if that would have happened to me? You know what I mean? And it's like, what? And then you start thinking about, I mean, I instantly started thinking about Vanessa, his wife, and oh. just like losing your husband and your daughter and one daughter, and just like, and you just had a baby seven months ago, and so you've got essentially a newborn at the house. Like, I just yeah, and the flight. Apparently, the pilot was a very highly trained pilot who could fly that route blindfolded. Is what I heard. He has a skill. There was a there was a certification he had or something that a lot, like given that he couldn't see, he would be able to fly. Mm-hmm. That was that's the level of training, and that he got disoriented because. So another thing, I saw this eyewitness account on Extra on YouTube. This was like what seemed to be thirty minutes after the crash, and the guy was a local in Calabasas talking about. He had never seen him and his buddy were both saying they'd never seen the clouds that dense, that low ever. They lived there their whole life mm. and that they heard the helicopter and that he was too low, too fast. They said he didn't know where he was at because if he would have known how low he was, he wouldn't have been going that fast and that he heard him accelerate. And then you hear the boom. And so what what I could gather is that the the there were several mountain ranges there in Calabasas. And once you get past it, you're in the clear. And that the pilot thought that he was in the clear, but he wasn't, and he smacked into the side of the mountain. Oh. And so, I mean, if there, maybe it happened quickly, but um, it was super tragic. And this is where we segue into another time where I have to talk on the radio into this podcast because we have to try to give away $1,000 in rodeo cash. <laughs> oh, God. This hour's code word worth $1,000 in rodeo cash is PIN, P-I-N. Text the word PIN, P-I-N, to 72881. Again, this hour's code word worth $1,000 in rodeo cash is PIN, P-I-N. Text the word PIN to 72881. That is nasty. What was that? That's nasty. Watch, look at the TV. ABC 13 is showing Fiona the hippopotamus predicting who's going to win the big game this weekend. And it looks like her picking, well, it was Kansas City, but it looks like she vomits on it. And that's her way of picking it. It's like, that's nasty. That's awful. Yeah. Anyway. um, So, yeah, all in all, super sad about Kobe Bryant. Not to be insensitive on the segue, but we are doing a radio show and a podcast at the same time. So there's that. Switching gears just a bit. I guess this will be the country version of the Country Not Country podcast. Chase Rice was on The Bachelor on Monday, the 25th or 26th, because... 27th. 27th? Well, it's the 31st right now. Okay, it was the 27th. You're right. So Chase Rice was on the 27th, and he was singing as The Bachelor and one of his contestants were on a date Mm -hmm. while dancing together to Chase Rice singing. The woman, I believe her name was Victoria, I could be making that up, says... He is my ex, referring to Chase Rice. Uh-huh. So before we give you Chase Rice's reply, how do you feel about that, Aaron? Uh, do you watch The Bachelor first? Because I don't really watch it. Okay, I I don't watch it religiously. So to be perfectly honest with you, usually I watch ABC 13, So and I keep the TV on for the dogs. So when I get home from work, it's it's on ABC 13. And I'm making dinner, and then the news is on because I love watching the news. So I watch the news, and then then Monday night, yep, The Bachelor's going to come on. So I'm making dinner usually while The Bachelor or Bachelorette's on. And um, so I get to hear bits and pieces. So you semi-watch it. Yeah. Did you watch the episode where Chase Rice was there? 
I didn't. I mean, it was on, but I don't know what I was doing. So I I saw like him looking at them dancing, or but I was running around, so I missed a lot of it. Well, apparently Chase Rice knew she was going to be on The Bachelor when he met her. So, oh, he met her and, and was like, hey, I'm going to be on The Bachelor. And he's like, okay, cool, cool girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chase Rice, I, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not trying to misquote him, but I will admit that I am paraphrasing. He, A, he was very upset about it. The word was pissed. Chase okay. Rice was pissed. That's what everyone says. Okay. He felt like he got blindsided because okay. he knew that she would be on the set. And when he – so he was on another radio station's um, interview. Another radio station person interviewed him, which is why I'm being somewhat shady about quoting him or whatever. Okay. But I'm just quoting Chase Rice. So Chase Rice basically said, I spent an evening with her in Charlotte. From what I know, she was a cool chick. Oh, my God. So that doesn't sound like X to me. That sounds like hookup to me. Yeah, that sounds like she was cute in the crowd. She caught his eye. Oh, hey, go get that one. Okay, yeah. Oh, you're Chase Rice. Uh, you I'm going to be on The Bachelor. Yeah. But, but or, the, I could, I mean, it could have happened numerous ways, but one thing is for sure, they were not high school sweethearts. He didn't swipe right on Bumble or Tinder. He didn't meet her while out with the boys having drinks at a sports bar. According to People Magazine, we spent a night together in Charlotte. According to PeopleGot.com, she's a cool chick from what I know of her. You know, I got no problem with her. I got no problem with him. You know, I knew she was going to be on the show. That's 100% a hookup. Straight up. Straight up. There's no, And so I, what, I don't know why she's like, Oh, he's my ex. So, no, no, girl. I, I, no. I can only uh-uh. wonder if she thinks that that somehow raised her stock with the guy. Oh. Do, do women think like that? Like, oh, you know, like I've been with the I've been with a major league baseball player, so that's the level of the gentleman that I roll with. Oh, you I've been what? with a country uh, star. Now so. that you say that, I I do see that because I can I think of both sides. I can see a girl saying to a guy. Oh, I used to date this person because then that he I, I feel like it paints her in that picture of like I'm wanted and desired by or you know, I can hang with you and your fame doesn't bother me. Yeah. So um, but so that's ridiculous. But I also think that actually this sounds weird. That happened to me. So one of our coworkers at 10 Man Jam, she came up to me and she's like, hey, you know, my friend so and so. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she goes, yeah. So uh she went to 10 Man Jam with this guy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, do you know Do you know him? Because apparently he said he went on a date with you. And I'm like, mm, I've been in this town a long time. And I've been single for a very long time. And I can tell you, I have, in all my years of going on dates in this town, I don't ever remember going on a date with that name. And so I, uh, I was like, huh, that name sounds familiar. Like, just because it was just the first name. I'm like, who do I know that has that name? So I looked up on Facebook of who I'm friends with, and I go, by chance, is it this guy? And she was like, yes, yes, it is. And I said, hmm, you know what's really funny is um, I actually saw him on dating sites, and I think we might have messaged a couple times back and forth. However, I noticed that he followed uh, a certain girl on Instagram and liked every single one of her pictures, and it was this girl that dated uh, another guy I know, and she was, let's just put it out there, she was known for um, having many pictures of her her chest region. And so I was like, hmm, he likes that? Nope, not even going to talk to so him So you anymore. never went out with him? Never went out with him. But never, he told I, her that he'd gone on a date with you. He had told her that we had went on a couple dates. Mm. And I'm like, I'm I'm just Aaron Austin. I'm not bragging material. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But so, but, it, but it, it's relative to how someone tries to elevate themselves to somebody else by their association or their perceived association. Because to him, while he didn't do that, he thinks there's no harm in telling that lie. It's a self-serving effort of his. Yeah. He's trying to get something out of that or raise himself somehow, which goes back to her, where I think she's dancing with this guy, and I think girls do like to see how their guy reacts in a situation where he could be jealous because oh yeah i can see that too one Mm -hmm. of the things i've been asked over the last couple years in dating is are you are you the jealous type 
Are you the kind to get jealous? And I'm not really a jealous type at all. Now, if you're purposely trying to get me jealous, that might rub me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want that. Well, yeah, because that's unnecessary drama, and that's, I mean, kind of childish. Absolutely. If you're doing something that you know is a little sideways and you just want to see how I react to it, well, that's kind of childish. Yeah. said, you know. So I've kind of run into that before, but I I don't know. To me, I think I, I read the situation as... She was trying to make him feel like she wasn't afraid of fame because they're on a TV show. So there's a certain level of fame that's going to follow their relationship. Wait, so how old is this chick? She, oh, she's 25. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and you don't go on. I don't feel like you go on The Bachelor or without some sense of wanting to be famous to some degree. Like, I don't see how a total introvert who has no desire to be on camera at all chooses, oh, you know what? I'm going to hop into this fray. Mm -hmm. I don't see it happening that way. And um, and I actually have met one of the ladies on this season as well. (laughs) So... Oh, do tell. This, this is, is going to be good. Yeah, this is my one. This is might be my new favorite claim to fame story, by the way. Okay. So I was a discount tire. By the way, they're amazing. They're always incredible. This is a free ad. No, <laughs> they had a. I, I had to get my tires checked because I had a slow leak and I was about to drive to San Antonio. I think it was right before Thanksgiving, and I was going to go see Kate. Maybe that's what it was. Anyways, so I, you know, I'm sitting there. I Uber to go eat breakfast, and I Uber back, and so I know my car is almost ready. This wonderful woman, this wonderful-looking woman, walks away from the, the like the check-in area, like where the registers are at, and she walks to sit, and she she's walking towards me, and she looks at me and smiles. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like, I'm what? like, wow, she's, she's smiling smi- at me. Okay. <laughs> and I must look okay in my sweatpants and white tee. Mm-hmm. So you know, so I smile back and tell her hi, and she says hi, and she sits like two seats down. My phone is dead. She's got a book. So I'm like, what am I going to talk to this girl about, Nick? This And honestly, that's an opportunity. Like, I've never been good at just, like, cold talking like cold talking to somebody. See, like, I, no, I, I mean, disagree. Well, I think you're probably. When I'm attracted to her. That's the rest of the sentence. When, when I, if it's a girl that I'm like, oh, man, she's super pretty. I've never been good at, like, the first word and making it work. I, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I clam up. I'm better. I'm better not under pressure in the flirting world. I'm better when I can just roll with it and mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it. You're, so you're basically better at flirting when you're not flirting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When I'm just being nice and it turns into it. Mm-hmm. And so I had, I, I'm like, what I, I like to read. She's reading a book. I'm going to ask her about her book and tell her, I'm like, man, my phone's dead. I sure wish I would have brought a book. And that's how, that was what I started. She's like, oh, yeah, this is a great book. We started talking about books that we like to read. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then we actually had a fairly decent conversation. I, I And... You know, I was wearing my bull jacket, and she asked, oh, do you work for the bull, this and that? Yes, I do. And then we actually had mutual friends. Okay. So on the show, her name is Jasmine Wynn, and she uh, she had told me she was on The Bachelor. She divulges that. They found her on Instagram, apparently, and hmm. and she wasn't allowed to talk publicly about it. The, the filming had wrapped or whatever, and so she had to keep all of her social media on lock. Like, she wasn't allowed to, you know, talk about the outcome or talk about anything like that. On her Instagram was private. And her Facebook was private, but her Facebook profile picture was her in a wedding dress with her family around her. So I thought that maybe she makes it to the end. But I haven't been following the show, so I don't know, mm. right? And and so then about two and a half months go by, and I realize that she un, like she accepts my follow request but doesn't follow me back. Oh, So okay. I unfollowed her. I was like... I, <laughs> Which is a whole, that's like a, a whole other topic, it by is, the way. It is, but I, like, like, why do I care? I don't care that you're on The Bachelor, and I'm not trying to follow you for your celebrity. I thought you were a pretty girl that I met, and I tried to talk to from a friendship perspective that maybe turns into something else, but there's really no desire to, like, well, follow your I moves mean, on Instagram. I mean, I feel like there's more to this. Well, there is, there is. So, but I, I was trying to set it up because once the Chase Rice stuff came to fruition and all that drama started i decided to look her up to see if she actually was on the show oh yeah yeah so i go to the bachelor website to look through the contestants three or four clicks to the right there she is Mm -hmm. boom and there's her bio or her little description yes and this is where it gets good so she basically describes what she's looking for but by describing what she's looking for she describes what she does not want and she virtually describes me She said she didn't want a video game playing couch potato. Like, that was the one thing she hated. And if you know me, I love me some video games. Now, yeah. I'm not like a gamer. Like, it sits there and plays for like 
10 hours a day. That's my buddy, Matt. Mm -hmm. Like, I just like to play. Yeah. And and it's a social thing. Yeah, for you, it is, I think, uh, definitely the decompressing, chilling thing. Uh, I would equate you playing video games to me picking my zits in the mirror. Like, that's my zoning out thing. And, yeah, you zone out It's just the way I relax my mind a little bit. And and I've been playing video games since I was, like, seven. Mm -hmm. So they're a huge part of my life. By the way, the average age of a video game player is 35, which I'm close to. So I'm right along the average line. Yeah. And and quite frankly, like, again, I'm not – I am a couch potato, but that's because I'm usually going, 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 so I like to chill. And I'm just a chill person. Well, I actually don't like her response, and here's why. Because she basically said – what she doesn't want when you should really focus on what you do want. I would like, you know, and keep it positive. I want somebody that lives a healthy lifestyle and is adventurous or likes to travel. Don't say the thing you don't want. That's kind of putting a, I guess, putting it a negative light. I'm trying to find the exact bio here. Um, and I found a bunch of pictures where she's, where, where there's some sort of eliminated Jasmine, the 26 year old client relations manager from Houston. So she's already been eliminated, apparently. So she doesn't make it to the end. So maybe they all had to take wedding dress photos. So was that her? What did you say? That was her uh, her picture on Instagram? That was her profile picture? Her, yeah, her pro- Facebook profile picture was that. What? Let's see. I wanna, I'm looking for... So now I really care because I was just reading through it and I was reading that apparently Jasmine got involved in some drama. One of the girls talked bad about her or something and she had to explain her that she doesn't have a problem with her, but I got to do a quick break and then we're going to wrap this up. Stand by. Houston's new country, 100.3, the bull, the bull barbecue shack at cook off a smoking good time presented by love street blonde music to our beers, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night parties. We'll get you into the show for Thursday night coming up at three 55. That's 19 minutes from right now on the bull. Okay, I'm looking at the uh, the the profile of her, and so what she described was her biggest turnoff. So apparently, you, Nick Russo, would be her biggest turnoff. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> oh my a, that's, God. A, that's basically not, saying that's not oh what you my want. God, that's so awesome. She would like to travel the world before she starts a family. Blah blah blah. Uh, the, my let's see. Uh, additionally, would consider proposing. Herself, if she can find a, ga- a guy to get her Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. Um, I have a black card. Yeah. I mean, so you could at least but get But that's her, also very cliche. Sunday, but yeah. That reminds me of a Kanye West song. <laughs> um, and uh, she'll know she meets the man of her dreams when he can build her a table. I mean, I can build a table. I, I, can you carve and, one? I, I don't know. Let me Is just she say, wanting one out of like... Can you make one and carve it out of wood? I don't know. The what irony wants. here on Fortnite, you build a lot. Oh God, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're stretching it a bit. I can build a box. Oh dear. You put some seats at it. Oh. Uh, well. Yeah. So you know, I'm a hopeless romantic. So initially, out of the gates, I thought I was supposed to marry her. I think you've probably thought about that about most women that you like and you're like oh well eventually i'm gonna be right we're gonna get married one day i'll be right yeah one day you will be right yeah that is is true they say if you live every day like it's your last one day you'll most certainly be right yeah that's that's oh god well that we're supposed to get married so uh uh, chase rice sorry that happened to you bud i yeah if nothing else i should tell him to be a little more cautious on the road when he's meeting ladies uh yeah and ladies stop Stop thinking that because you have sex with a guy one night, he's your ex. Just say, I mean, I guess maybe when Let's you're on The Bachelor, di- you can't say, oh, I hooked up with that guy one time. But I, think, still- I, I feel like that would have been a much truer answer, and it, and it may well, have been more actually, honest. Actually, you know what? You're right, because think about the whole premise of his existence on that show. He's on that show because he and The Last Bachelorette had sex four or five times in a windmill, and that's how everybody knows is that he got it on in the windmill four times. Oh, like, I didn't know that part. Yeah, so if he- any guy you could say, hey, I, I banged this guy, it would be that guy. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And, and I'm, unless The Bachelor is six foot six, Chase Rice w- would take him in a one-on-one battle. Mm-hmm. Chase Rice is a big dude. Yeah, he's well. Like he I, kills elk. Well, that, that yeah. I'm just okay, saying. Yeah, he's a big dude. Like yeah, I sat next to the guy. The dude is is. You want him on your basketball team? I don't think he's that tall. He was tall. He's like six six. No, he's not. That's Look, the other dude, Matt Stell. Six six. He's six seven. 
Chase How Rice tall is, is Chase Rice. I think he's like six two. Maybe. He's he's ninety kilograms. Well, I don't need to know how much he weighs. Six foot four. Okay. That's up there. That's six five. I said six five. That's a tall dude. You sound like a freaking bumble profile right now. Hey, I don't I'm, know how many hey. guys say, Oh, I'm five eleven, and it's like, No, you're not, okay? Not everybody is five eleven. I don't lie about my height. I'm a proud five ten and a half. <laughs> five ten and if a I'm half. wearing boots, it's five eleven and yeah. a half, which is oh. almost six foot, which is Anyways, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, um, I agree. I think she should have just been honest and said, hey, yeah, I hooked up with this dude right here. This is really awkward. Because then they can share the yeah. awkwardness together. You know, instead she tries to dress up the situation better than it is. Yeah, n- yeah. Uh, that's, to me, I just like shake my head and think that's like so annoying. Well, to quote Ashley McBride, they should have just stuck to the one night standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. This is a good stopping point. But you know what? Hey, at least you remembered her. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean, because he got put on the spot. Like, uh. I bet he doesn't know her last name. Yeah, well. Ooh, that'd be a fun one. Now, here's the thing, though. Think about this. Do you want to date that girl knowing? Because to me, I look at that as like, you're trying to make yourself better than you really are. Do you? Would you even want to date some girl like that? That's a good point. I think she's going to get the axe. She won't get a rose. You think so? I don't think so. What was her name? Victoria, right? We got, Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll keep one? track. I, we'll, we'll see if she wins or not. I could care less about the rest of No offense, Jasmine, or anybody else listening. But. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Victoria. Hmm. All right. Oh, girls, stop being shady. All right. Well, let's, let, let's see if we can um, come back in less than 20 days and, and do another episode. Well, because how next, long was this one? This was, we're, we're right at like 45 minutes or 50 oh, minutes. It? This is a long one. And also, we'll be able to. Um, Talk about February 4th is the announcement for Rodeo for the so Friday nights. next week, yeah. Yeah, so we'll be able to talk about that next Thursday and see if our predictions were correct. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a wrap, Aaron. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.